0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode 42 of the Chill Stars podcast. We are on a streak now, back-to-back weeks of doing the podcast. We feel pretty proud of ourselves. We don't have everybody here today. There's no Aaron or Corey, but we do have another special guest who was on the podcast almost a year ago, and we'd like to welcome back Brayden. Welcome back to the podcast, buddy.
1: Thanks for welcoming me back.
0: Sweet. So today we're going to be... doing a little bit something different we're going to be doing an over under of certain categories that we've all have chosen as well as talking about the latest news uh trade that just happened today featuring the canucks and montreal so i'm going to give this off to max to start
2: yeah well thank you mikey um so i mean fair bit of news in the last week uh we covered a lot of it last time because we hadn't done an episode in two months um, <laughs> but no, we're back in a week's time look at that, just as the season's getting closer uh, we spoke about Quinn Hughes becoming the newest Vancouver Canucks captain and lo and behold the very next morning, Winnipeg Jets decided to have a little media attention as well uh, naming, uh, what was it Adam Lowry as their newest captain and just later on uh, Braden Shen has been named the captain of the St. Louis Blues uh, I don't know if we have much to say about those two teams that's none of our favorites <laughs> I
3: Kiles think Lowry rival. I I really like that Winnipeg has Lowry as their captain now um, we all know what a weird um, situation they were in with the Wheeler and Shifley leadership um, so having Lowry in there now is going to be a lot better for them will they make it back to the playoffs this season that's yet to be determined but i think with the new leadership hopefully they play nikolai ehlers a bit more kyle connor can pop off and hopefully they have a great season
2: yeah i feel like we mentioned that every year before the season starts that Ehlers needs more ice time and he's a he every is inevitable to season. pop off
3: <laughs> and it's like statistically proven. Advanced stats show that if he has more ice time, he's gonna be a hell of a player. But I digress. Yeah, we'll have to see what they do. They could be a
2: very interesting team to watch. Uh, moving on here, uh, going really much, pretty much right back to Kyle with uh, Colorado Avalanche signing uh, Tom- Thomas Tatar for I yeah. believe it was only one year 1.5 mil
3: one year 1.5 million he's probably going to be that fringe like third line second line player depending on injuries um he had a great regular season last year with new jersey so hope he can replicate that we needed a bit more depth he's (laughs) he's pretty good signing for one and a half mil so i think we are in pretty good position going into the season if we can stay healthy
0: yeah, that was a good addition for you guys. Especially since you guys do have a ton of injuries in your top six all the time. He can help that out if and when one of your good players gets injured.
3: Yeah, the, I mean, it, it's inevitable every single season. I mean, we're already <coughs> missing Landis Gog all season. Right now, our GM, there was a little little thing that came out in the news. I don't know how true it is because I didn't, I didn't do my research, but... Um. I saw somewhere that McFarland thinks Landis Scog could 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 maybe play in the playoffs. So it's <laughs> like, I don't like that because last time he said that, it didn't happen and then I got sad. But um, yeah, we need that depth if we're going to make a big run. I mean, I don't know if you guys watched much of the Seattle-Colorado first round series last year, but if McKinnon and Ranton and McCarr weren't on the ice, then Colorado was in their own zone the entire time. So...
0: I mean, isn't that like that in any regular season game, though?
3: No, not usually. I mean, there was extenuating circumstances with Nachushkin out. And who else was just... Somebody was playing, like, trash. Rodriguez was playing, like, trash. He couldn't move the puck up the ice, which was frustrating. So there was a bunch of things working against him. But usually, I mean, Colorado's usually... Like, they have their second, third line out there, and they're still in the offensive zone half the time. So... But Seattle just played really smart. Anyways. Tatar, good signing. And we're still looking for a goalie.
0: Oh, I know one you can have.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Who you got?
0: I, I think Max is actually just going to mention what happened right now. It would be a great foot for you.
2: There you are. Ooh, perfect. Thanks for you. Transition. Thank you for yeah, Boom. thank you. Perfect. <laughs> so, uh, earlier this morning, Canucks... Acquired Casey DeSmith, uh, trading away the recently activated Tanner Pearson off of LTIR. And they also threw in a 2025 third round pick, uh, mainly to cover the salary difference as they're both one year left. So now the Canucks have a lot of goalies. And hey, maybe the Avs want a goalie. The question with
0: that. I do I do like the trade, first of all. I mean giving up another pick is uh kind of tough. It is twenty twenty-five though, but that is a third round pick. Um does do the Canucks try to move Spencer Martin or to Smith?
3: Or or Spencer Martin just gets sent down to the minors. Who are the Vancouver's yeah. goalies in the minors right now? Well they got uh C-lobs. It's That's kind of, happy.
2: right now, you you want to give Loves as much playing time. And then Absolutely. they also got, I, I'm not going to be able to say this guy's name, Nikita Tolopilo. <laughs> Tolopilo, yep. Tolopilo. Uh, yep. So, he was also a younger goalie who would, would like to have ice time. So, I don't know what, what they're going to do.
3: So if they want him to have ice time, they put him in the ECHL and he plays yeah. 65% of the games. That, yeah, I, I don't mean, think this Zach Sachenko that's in your, in your depth is going is to really do much. So he'd be a good backup. Mm-hmm. Or if somebody's willing to give you a pick for Spencer Martin, that would replenish you a little bit on that end. What do you got? Eh, you're not looking too bad. You're just miss, missing a second this year and a third next year. I think you guys are past... That point I mean, having a lot of picks.
0: I mean, Smith is more of a vet goalie, and he's he hasn't proven to be awful. He played pretty decently <laughs> on Pittsburgh. Like, I'd trust him as a backup, so I don't know. Maybe they'll pull both of them at the training camp and see who does better and go from there.
1: Kind of what he's been doing his whole career, really. He's been a backup in Pittsburgh, like, his whole life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. if he just wants to try to stick with the backup, he has good stats, too. Like, he's been in, like, the low-ish Nine hundreds, like say percentage his whole career, so I mean
0: Ooh, Who's that backup goalie we had uh, Max last season He played a bunch in the preseason He came from Chicago What was the guy's name?
2: L? Huh? Oh um, yeah, uh, no, Del? Delia Delia. Yeah oh, He's got
0: be to yeah. be better than him,
2: well, <laughs> be better than him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean I like the acquisition, it's just I don't think they anticipated this. I'm pretty sure they thought Pearson would be injured. Uh, And honestly, LTIR for maybe the rest of his career. So I think they kind of, in a way, weren't expecting this. That's why they did have to cough up that pick. Um, It gives a little bit more competition to the backup role. So we'll see what happens. I mean, they need to be cap compliant, obviously, because with yeah. Pearson healthy they were over the cap so something had to give
0: I'm not mad at all they got rid of Pearson he like he was okay for the Canucks at the start but then he would watch him and he would miss the net like half the time he shot the puck <laughs> if someone could pull up a shooting percentage that'd be amazing cuz I don't think it'd be very good but he would just whiff the puck every time I shot him shot him seen him yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't know I'm not I'm not mad about that
3: it's good for Pearson, though. If he thought his, his injury was potentially career-ending, that's that's good that that it's not. That he's able to keep playing, even though his contract isn't really palatable for the Canucks right now. Um, so the past three seasons, his shooting percentage has been 9.1, 8.8, and 5.9. Holy yeah.
0: See, <laughs> uh, come on now, dude.
3: His his first season with Vancouver was a twenty-one percent shooting percent twenty-one percent shooting percentage. That was on a very small sample size because he got traded that season, and then it just kind of went downhill from there. It's been downhill every year since he got to the Canucks.
2: Yep. And he's had numerous hand slash wrist injuries, so obviously that is a big factor.
0: I mean, I mean, I get it, but that contract and everything and I don't know them getting him. Because he won a Stanley Cup and then they got him, right? It was I like close to him winning a Stanley Cup and then they brought him onto the team?
2: It would have been close, yeah. Came from Pittsburgh and yeah. LA, yeah.
3: yeah. And Montreal doesn't have a bad little team going into next season. They're they're super young. Pearson will probably end up playing like a fourth line role for them. Um, but I mean they're top six looking at Caulfield, Suzuki, Newhook, Slavkowski, Doc, and Anderson. Do you think they're gonna push for a spot at all in the playoffs?
1: I I can't see them, honestly. <clears throat>
3: they just weak too I young. Think,
1: yeah, I was just I think maybe in a few years they might try for a push, but like yeah, I don't know. I they're if they have anything, they have offense and it's that's yeah. just not gonna win you That's not gonna win your games they're gonna but, need defense and goaltending absolutely. which is what i was gonna talk about with the habs who like they got to smith which i mean he's a backup on vancouver because you guys got demko but he'd probably be a good like at like half season like switching with allen on montreal and then they just got rid of them which kind of sucks because they don't really have anyone other than allen
3: they did like Montembeau last year. I never watched him play, but back to their defense, they have the best defensive prospects in the league.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. They're just so young. Mm. Yeah. That right now, it's it's a tough look, but I mean, come like four or five years, if oh, that,
3: it'll be good. You're totally right there.
0: Did you guys uh, see on Twitter that awful giveaway by their uh, first overall pick this year, or Rydenbach, whatever his name is. yes. Yeah, he had some really bad giveaway in that prospect. So yeah,
1: the prospect game was tough. I watched that the mm-hmm. Ottawa one.
0: Yeah, yeah, he had a really bad giveaway. The guy missed on the breakaway. Luckily for him, but just made him look like poop.
2: <clears throat> <clears throat> I feel like it's good for them to not be too competitive though, because of the division they're in too. Because if you look at the eight teams ahead of them, all seven are all going for playoffs. Detroit, Ottawa, Buffalo, Florida, Tampa, Toronto, Boston. Like, oh.
3: Yeah, that's a cool. division. <laughs> it's a good year to suck, that's for sure. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Even if they, you know, don't try to suck,
3: it's Cuz if they hard. were a mediocre team in that division, they're still not making it. Oh yeah. Like if they're a middle of the road team, like if they're the Vancouver Canucks, well, they're not making it. <laughs> okay.
0: I mean, their defensive pairings do not look that impressive just by looking at them here. Their top who are Matheson and David Savard? I don't know what you're really going to get out of those guys ties maybe some block shots and hits.
1: That's pretty much all they do, anyways. <laughs> to be completely honest, their power play consists of five forwards. Like they don't have any, they don't even have two way defense. Really? They just have defensive defense. Yeah, their power <laughs> play, their power play is Caulfield, Doc. Well, it was Duran before he left, uh, and then Gallagher and. I forget who else was on there. I think Monahan so before he got probably, injured. Probably, yeah. Hmm. But yeah, they had their power play consists of five forwards.
2: Hmm. That's hilarious. And it will probably be the same
3: this year. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. So, good trade for both teams. You guys think? I think so. Here's I think on,
1: though. I think on paper. It's a good trade for both teams, but like as a Habs fan, I I didn't really want it to happen. <laughs> like, we just needed some a little bit of an, even like I mean, it's not like Casey Desmith is a Hall of Famer by any means, but like it's better than the backup set the Habs currently have. And like with losing a bit of offense with the Duran signing, it's just or leaving the team, it's just kind of tough. Look, when you the goalie that you're currently relying on is Allen. Like, it would have been nice to have a some Like you know The Smith has kind of been watching A good team play in front of him Like the Penguins aren't down low but they ain't the Habs You know so it would have been nice to have a bit of a Upbeat goaltender But I don't know It nope. is what it is I think getting Pearson though it's good because You get more of a Defensive forward and when you don't have much defense In the back end it's kind of nice to have some forwards That got good Well had good plus minus I guess Recent years just another great.
0: guy for a leadership role too, though.
1: Yeah, that's what I was saying.
0: Like, because I mean, like yeah, they dynamic. have all young. They have all young guys, and Pearson's been to the cup. He's played multiple to- multiple seasons in the NHL. Can probably, you know, help coach these guys and how to shoot awfully.
3: Um, but <laughs> now, Montembeau is he any good? I've never watched him play. Yeah, uh, you had, you had better numbers than Allen last year, but that doesn't mean much.
1: I mean, he was okay, but they like they used Allen for like the top games. Like Montenbeau was technically used for their backup, so they played like he played like the doubleheaders, and he played like Arizona, Detroit, Ottawa. Like he he was like the backup, so his numbers are good. That's I don't know. He he kind of played the lower end teams. He played as a okay. backup. He's okay, but I he's not a starter by any means. No, no, that's definitely he'll kind of team forever
3: team. be a backup. I think. Yeah. Nice. And are you, obviously me being a Colorado fan, are you excited for Alex Newhook edition?
1: I think it's better than the Pearson edition. I think Newhook's going to be a good edition. I think he'll play like probably top six, probably. He'll probably be a good addition
3: to that second line. And that's something that... He never got a chance in Colorado, so if he can get top line six minutes with you guys.
1: Yeah, exactly. I was, yeah, I think that second line is going to be good with him. Like, he'll probably play with, like, Gallagher and Doc or something like that.
3: That'd be I think sick. that'll be a
1: good line to mix with, yeah. And, I think he'll be a good addition for sure.
3: That's awesome. And was Druen a big loss, or was he pretty... I I sucked. I was pretty upset when we lost
1: him. Really? Like, he, was, he played pretty good. Like, Dude, he had his okay. moments. Like, he had his moments of, like you know what is this guy doing but (laughs) he he was like he can be like that super good kind of all star mentality player but it just kind of like I don't know it's like chucking Chuck and Bedard on the Blackhawks you know it's like he's a really good player but like Montreal doesn't really have any stars maybe if Duran was on the team say in five years when like Caulfield develops and they got some defense and stuff like it just it's hard for Duran to go from like a high caliber team like the lightning and then come to montreal and kind of expect the same thing and he really didn't he had to kind of carry the load a bit and he just didn't but he still had good numbers and stuff yeah for sure So kind of sucks that we lost
3: he had a a really good breakout season in his second or third year at the lightning and then yeah in in montreal i mean he had a couple good first seasons but then he kind of lost some confidence in that's
1: right I, mean, I think that's what yeah i think the confidence was it too just he not that he wasn't happy in montreal it just you know it's tough being a last place team year in and year out they Did had that they had that cinderella yeah he had that cinderella run that one year and then definitely after that it kind of died off for him so it's better for his career to go to colorado for sure i think he'll
3: do amazing there i'm i'm, I'm excited for sure what do we got next, Max?
2: Uh, pretty much last thing on the agenda. Quite an interesting one as well. Um, I'm sure everyone has already heard this already, but uh, Mike Babcock has been, uh, has resigned. I should say, <laughs> forcibly. uh, from yeah, forcibly. But uh, has resigned from being the coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets. <laughs> about not even two month, maybe two months after being hired in the first place. After lots of reports uh, came out that he was conducting player interviews and going to their houses and taking their phones and scrolling through their photos, airplane them to like a projector. And once that came out, it really just unraveled. Uh, Mikey, I know you had a lot of fun watching the Twitter drama. (laughs) Oh, yeah, no. Um, So it kind of all
0: started on the Spitting Chicklets podcast with Bissonette and Whitney mentioning it. And, I mean, good for them. Like they were saying, they weren't really trying to create a cancel culture. They weren't really trying to get him fired. They were just trying to stand up for the younger players that don't really have that voice or that would get threatened, you know, if they wanted to speak up or anything like that. Um, And I think this story was 50-50 until I kind of learned more about Babcock's like coaching methods. I hear apparently he's a pretty big dick to younger players and he like loves like your veterans. That's why Goudreau and Boone Jenner probably had no issue with him. You know, um, but he probably just did the normal. Yeah, let me see your family photos. I want to get to know you that kind of sense. But with the younger players, you don't know. He was probably literally looking through every photo like like a weirdo in the sense. <laughs> so I mean he does have his history of being a negative coach to his players which no team wants, no organization wants. Kind of makes sense why he did resign.
1: It's actually funny I saw a TikTok. Some dude posted it and it was like all of the things that my bab- Mike Babcock got exposed for over the years. <clears throat> like he said oh, like yeah. a lot of like unethical issues. Yeah, he had like Chris- he like sat Chelios in the Winter Classic. And then uh, he like asked when he first got to the Leafs, he like asked Mitch Marner, who was like a rookie at a time or like really young, like second year or something. And he's like, name all the people you think work the least, like who are the least hardest workers. So then he names them. And then in front of everyone, he just like tells the whole, fuck, like the whole team, uh, like yeah, what he, Mitch Marner yeah, said. he
0: airplane that. He airplane it and put it on. <laughs> it's like, like what? TV. Like, who does he that? He airplay.
3: Yeah. Leaves leaves Medano at 14.99 games. Dude, that's... I just went and looked at Medano's stats, and literally the last game of his regular season career, he sat him. He sat him, yeah. He didn't play at yeah. all. So he's at
1: Left four... him at 14.99. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, classic Babcock move right
2: there. An
0: and then didn't, didn't he do something with Jason Spezza? Where yeah, he, he was s- playing in Toronto and he sat him When his when his family was, it was in
1: attendance it was, was it, it was the home opener In Toronto when Jason Spezza just got Traded from Ottawa and they played Ottawa In the home opener and he sat him Like he played His old team his family came from Whatever right To watch him on his brand new team that he just got traded from Plays the team he just got traded from And then he sits him he Said it was like, like oh yeah We need to work on our penalty kill and Jason Spezza Wasn't on the penalty kill so we sat him like, what? Why and are yet, you working on your penalty kill your second game in the season?
2: And yet, after all this, Columbus decided that he was the best fit
3: for their head coach. And and the fact that they've gone Tortorella, <laughs> I, I think I think they had another guy in between, right? It was Tortorella, they got rid of him, went with some other random. Then they went to Babcock. Like, the fact that Yarmo Kekalainen hasn't been fired for the amount of coaches that he's... He's yep. been in, um, he's been there long enough now. Yeah. And he still kind of got that boys club mentality. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they've had zero success and they just keep on going back to these, yeah, boys club, like, not that Tortorello's like a bully, but he's kind of a bully. <laughs> so, they just go to these coaches that just aren't working for them, especially with such a young team. Like, what are you thinking? With Babcock's history.
2: I don't know what they were thinking. They've already publicly stated, like, I think who was it? The president, I don't know his name, but he basically said that was a mistake. Like
3: Yeah.
1: Like, he said a major no misstep.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, John Davidson's their president and There you
1: go. Yeah. Now Columbus's next coach are gonna announce it's gonna be Daryl Sutter.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, that, I like that. That'll
1: that'll <laughs> finish the tri- that'll finish the trifecta of high end <laughs>
2: high end coaches right there. <laughs> Out of retirement, Mike Keenan.
0: <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. Didn't Mike Babcock treat Johan Franzen like shit too? When yeah, he was like no, dealing with all those concussions and injuries.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah he'd like verbally berate the guy, and then with all those concussions, he. Obviously that's a lot of head trauma, so he's having serious depression issues and Babcock just didn't let up on him.
1: Oh I must have missed that voice part of it. You get talking about Franzen? Or whoever it is, right? That's the player? Yeah. Or the yeah. Yeah. Saw that too. That's good guy Babcock right there. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. So now they're heading into training camp, pretty much less than a week away and there. Still pretty much dealing with all of this drama and have to go into a season where there's a lot of expectations on him.
0: I think they'll be alright moving forward with Pascal Vincent coming in, <laughs> AHL Coach of the Year. I think they'll be alright.
3: Yeah, very yeah, young team. I, so. I, I, it sounds like in the hockey world he deserved a chance to, to run an, an, an NHL bench, so... Hopefully he's able to do great things, but that just throws me back to when Patrick Waugh quit with like a month to go before training camp in Colorado, went out and had their worst season ever. So, Ooh. it's it's tough to say what exactly will happen. Um, obviously, with Babcock not being the coach last year, it's, he's not as ingrained in the team decisions, so it won't matter as much. But it's still tough making that um, adjustment with a month to go.
2: At least it was an internal hire. So this Pascal Vincent was already part of the organization. So he knows the players. So that'll, I think, help him.
3: I sure hope so, yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Can't go much wrong compared to last season with all those injuries. Yeah,
3: because he was an assistant coach last year with the team. So he has a relationship there with some of the guys. That's probably a great decision for them. Finally, they made a good coaching decision.
0: He
1: <laughs> was third assistant?
3: Third time's a term. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was the assistant last year with <laughs> them.
0: All right, well, that makes sense then, yeah, for sure.
3: Yeah. Well, that's pretty
2: much all the news in the past week. Uh, there's probably going to be lots more coming up, especially with, obviously, training camp and really just the regular season coming up really soon. Uh, but for now, I'm going to pass over to Kyle to do a little uh, special,
3: you know, over-under like topic. <laughs> I don't know what to call it. <laughs> Perfect. So, season's coming up quickly with us. Um, the The rookie tournament just ended, and we have training camp starting soon. So, we were just thinking of um, our predictions for the season, and each of us came up with three over-under um topics and we are gonna kind of debate a little bit on if we think that this player or this team's gonna achieve over or under the mark that we set so mikey i'll let you go first we'll do all three of your categories and then we'll move to the next dude yeah sure um so obviously
0: i had to bring in the canucks for this one um so my first one was jt miller over under 90.5 points this season i personally put under um again this is like 50 50 for me just because he has had good seasons in the past and if it if the canucks can click and they have a good training camp i don't see any reason for him to go you know do anything less than that but right now i think under to start uh what do you guys think uh brayden <laughs>
1: Um, I also think under. I don't know, I think he just, like you are saying, just kinda needs a little more time, gotta gain some confidence back, and... Yeah, I think... I think he'll be close, though, like, I think that's a really good line. Like, I think that's a... a perfect line for where he's currently at, but I think he's just not gonna quite hit the mark.
3: Yeah, fair enough. Kyle? Believe it or not, I'm gonna say over on this one. Um... I think that JT Miller got off to a bad start last year. Bruce Boudreau just wasn't it for him. Um, There's a lot working against the Canucks. For sure. Not not good goaltending, all that stuff. I think they finished strong. I think Pedersen finished strong. And I think if Miller and Petey can find some chemistry early, um, th- th- then they're going to have a good season. And he will be over 90.5 points.
0: We finally some positive Canuck talk from the Avs fan. We love to hear that. <laughs> and Maxwell, what yeah, do you I,
2: think? I was shocked when I saw that from Kyle there. <laughs> uh I I I also have the over. Uh I think you guys all pretty much hit a few great points. I think it's gonna be really close, but I really like Kyle's point about how uh Boudreaux and him weren't a best mix and also starting last season. He was kind of in a weird position because there he still had Bo Horvat. So he was kind of like that winger, but then also sometimes like the third center in a way. So I think this year going into it, he's firmly that 2C guy. He'll play a boatload of power play, obviously, and even maybe the penalty kill every now and then. And with PD, we saw how they were lighting that up. I think, I think, think he, I think it's over for sure.
0: Yeah, I really hope I'm wrong on this one because I do want him to have a good season. Um, and Kyle, fantastic point about the chemistry with Pedersen. Their power play, believe it or not, I don't know if the statistics are going to show it, but when they have Kuzmenko, Miller, Pedersen, Hughes, and whoever else on the ice, like their power play moves the puck and they can score. So I'm really hoping I'm wrong on this one and he pops off. But we'll kick it off to Max next.
2: Yeah, I'll do... Okay, I mean, man, I really don't want to be such a Canuck-heavy podcast. but this my, I promise this is the last one <laughs> out of all of them. Um, it just happens to be the next one in line. Um, so mine is to do with Thatcher Demko. And, I, and it has to do with, obviously, how the Canucks do. And my over-under for you guys is 34.5 wins. His previous best... Um, Where did it go I had it here His previous best was two years ago In 2021-22 20, season When he finished with a 33-22-7 record Last year the Canucks were 38-37-7 Obviously he was injured for a lot of it And with the Canucks seemingly to be better this season I'm actually going with the over as well. I think it's going to be a career year for him And it'll be great uh, I'm curious to hear everyone else's. I'm going to go to Mikey next.
0: Yeah, I did. I did under, but these are. But this is another one where I don't want myself to be right. Um, I'm really Demko is going to bag a lot of games this season if he can stay healthy. Just like you said, that 2021-2022 season, he was phenomenal and he carried a lot of the games for the Canucks. But it's only. Uh, How many games can you really carry as a goalie? And he has to split time with whoever the backup goalie is, um, you know, for like what, maybe the 20 games there. So I I put under for now, but that's very, again, 50-50 for me in terms of um, what he can do because he's proven to be a top goalie when he's at his best. I'm going to stick with under for now, but I'll definitely probably change it up eventually.
2: All right, uh, let's go to uh, Braden next
1: okay uh, I also took the under on this one, but I'm not gonna say that I hope I'm wrong because I don't actually know okay. if I'm gonna be wrong or not but um <clears throat> looking at like I'm more looking at like the division he's in like the Pacific just kind of keeps getting better and better like you're looking at like Edmonton and I mean, Calgary how they used to be it's kind of tough now and LA and Vegas and like you got a lot of good teams that you constantly play as the Canucks so it's he is like I think he is starting to become like one of those top goaltenders that people are starting to talk about more and more often as the years go on and yeah it's unfortunate last year that he kind of got injured so his progression might have been at a halt for a little bit but uh, I it's kind of the same with the the, um, the Miller talk was that I I don't know if his confidence is quite there yet, and like I was saying, like you're you're in the Western Conference, so you're playing like good good teams in the Pacific. You got like Colorado and Dallas in the Central, so it'll, I think it'll be kind of a tough role for him. So I'm just for now I'm gonna say under, but you know maybe maybe they'll dominate those better teams. Maybe they got the skill this year, but for now I'm just gonna say under.
2: Fair point, uh, Kyle. Are you optimistic about, about another Knuck?
3: <laughs> no. Damn. Um, I, I think Demko will have a statistically good season, but I think that his wins won't be very high. I like both of you guys' points. Um, the team in front of him has gotten better, but, not, but still not as good as the other teams in the, in the division. He's still going to be playing in front of Tyler Myers for 20 minutes a night, um, and there's other players too. That will definitely affect um, his wins number. They're playing a lot of good teams. They're probably gonna have a better season than last season, but um, and here's to hoping for Demko too. I mean, he's had some major surgeries in his career. Um, yeah. Hopefully that they can find a competent backup because I think that was another thing that Vancouver struggled with last year was just like having that break with, between the goalies and one guy comes in and is able to have a good showing and the other guy can come up the night following and have another good showing. So hopefully they can get a bit more balance. is what I'm after here.
2: Yeah, I like that. Actually somewhat positive in, in a sense. It's <laughs> <That's laughs>
3: a compliment sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> negative, positive, negative. <laughs>
2: It's the most positive I've heard of, out of you about the Canucks.
3: We have a guest here. I have to be. I have to be respectful. I have to be nice. Yeah, he's I not can a Canucks fan. I know. Yeah, you can
2: dump on him
1: all you want, man. I'm not going to yeah, disagree with you. Technic,
3: technically, it's <laughs> your best opportunity. I was going to save that for a Lightning uh, or sorry, a, a Golden Knights uh, prediction.
1: Let's <laughs> see how it is.
2: <laughs> Who's up next, Maxwell? All right, uh Brayden oh. let's hear your first one. Did
0: I Did I even finish mine?
2: You didn't. You changed up what Kyle said. But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll just do it at
0: the end. Uh, I completely <laughs> forgot. I'm like I'll just do it at the we're end. We're just right? doing,
2: doing in one one. Yep. Thanks, Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'll do you my first me, one. <laughs> yeah. doing one by so one just now. Said something <laughs> you passed it, it was, over to me and like, i was like well
1: he's like well he's like we'll do all the mikey's and then we'll move on and then after the first mikey goes and we'll pass it on
2: yeah <laughs> i was like oh, okay we'll pass it over to max i'm like oh god damn
3: monday is Max. well it mikey writes itself Mondays.
0: that's crazy
1: we don't write this boys all right
3: uh <laughs>
1: my first one is actually going to be the first team one And I got the Boston Bruins with the line at 98.5 points, like team points this year. And I'm actually going to take the under, which all the Boston fans that might hear this one might give me a tough time, but I'm just going to hit you with some honesty and let you know that the team just ain't as good this year. Like, you lost two of the veterans the stars that you currently well pasta is gonna do good but i think marchand's kind of declining a little bit your goaltenders i mean you, you could have thrown any you could have thrown any goalie in the back there and i think they would have played good not saying they're bad goalies but with the team that was as dominant in the regular season as the bruins were you're kind of you're just destined for success as a goaltender in front of them so, with the team kind of going on a bit of a downslope this year with a lot of retirement and people kind of declining in points and all that, I'm going to say under 98.5 team points for the Bruins. Damn. So, yeah, that's my... So, I guess I'll have to throw it off to somebody random. So, we'll do Max.
2: <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, you nailed it. I don't have much else to say but Boston. I mean, you have great players still. Pretty good defense. Uh, McAvoy, Lindholm, I mean, I'm probably missing a bunch of names, but those are your main two. Um, and You know, I just don't see how well they'll do without mainly Bergeron and Krejci as their top two centers are already gone. You're moving up your depth chart immensely with that. I don't know how well Marchand will do without Bergeron because they were just always a pairing. Um, and I think it could easily be one of the, like the biggest point drops year to year in Angel history, so I'm going under as well.
1: (laughs) Sweet. Alright, and then...
3: Kyle. Oh, I've been back and forth on this. I've actually typed it differently, like, three different times. Um, (laughs) They had 135 points last year. And it just blows my mind that it's absolutely possible that they drop below 100 points this season. That's craziness. That's a 40-point drop-off, almost. So... Uh, but, at the same time, they've lost Bergeron, Crate Chief for nothing. They lost Hall. They traded him away. And then they signed Van Riemsdyk. That's not comparative at all. <laughs> like, those, that just isn't a wash. But then their defense is still so strong. They still have McAvoy, Lindholm. Like... Carlo is if he can stay healthy, it's like good defense. Um but I'm gonna go under, I think, because their top three centers are Charlie Coyle, Pavel Zaka, and Morgan Geeky.
1: Are you that... sleeping on Geeky, huh? No, I'm just kidding.
3: <laughs> ah, I don't know who he, I don't don't, don't know who he <laughs> is, honestly. Sorry sorry, Morgan Geeky. I just don't recognize the name very much, but um, yeah, when last year your top three centers were Bergeron, Krejci and Zaka. Zaka had a great year, but man, that's that's asking a lot for him to be your your first line center probably. So, um yeah, the the depth is definitely withered away on Boston a little bit, so I'm thinking under, but we haven't even done our standing predictions yet, so that might change. Plus last year We said Boston was going to miss the playoffs, and they had the record-breaking season. So, (laughs) anyway, whoever, Mikey, it's your turn, I think. I'm done talking.
0: Yeah, we we all went under (laughs) with this, and I was saying before the podcast, if they maybe made a trade for another centerman that could fill in the spots of any two of those guys, I would definitely go over, and they would have a good shot. But that center depth doesn't look great. And then Kyle made a great point. We were 100% wrong on our predictions last season. Um, I'm just going to keep under for now, and we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah. Sweet. So I guess the last one with who hasn't done a topic yet is Kyle.
3: Yeah, we'll rip it over. I'm doing a, another team one as well. Um, this one I didn't get specific with the points, because I don't know how the points are going to shake up, but my... Over-under, is Calgary Flames in a playoff spot or out of a playoff spot? And we're going to Max first. I'm um, taking the under, uh,
2: which is essentially no, <laughs> with your question. Yeah. Um, under
3: the playoff mark?
2: Yeah, under nada. Um, I don't know. I just don't know about Calgary. Like, There's so much... Just rumors and everything about them Throughout the off season. Sutter obviously got fired You know, Lintome, Hannafin There's all these guys talking about They didn't want to re-sign And then all the trade rumors And then nothing really happened They got rid of Toffoli And replaced him with uh... Oh god, what was the guy from New Jersey? Anyways, he's not the replacement uh, of Tifoli. Oh, sharing Sher- Govich Yeah, there you go it's not Tafoli level replacement, and Tafoli was your best player last year. So you better hope Huberto and Markstrom pick it up this year, 'cause or else you're a bit screwed. So I, I'm I'm thinking no.
3: Under. Okay. okay. <laughs> um Brayden.
1: I am also going with the under slash no. Just because they uh, kind of, this I, I feel, anyways, the same kind of situation that Montreal's looking at. But just the offense is just, like, it might be there. Like, they have potential, but everything else is kind of just not working. Like, And it's like I was saying about Vancouver, too, with Demko wins. Like, they're in a pretty tough division. Like, you got a lot of, you got the Stanley Cup winners. You got Vancouver on the come-up. You got the province rivals probably taking the top spot if it's not for vegas it just they got a lot of tough competition that i got to beat out and i just don't think the team as a whole can make a playoff spot when you got other teams in your division that are just genuinely better i just don't think they can do it
3: there, that's fair and mikey
0: yeah i'm gonna say no as well or under not much movement in terms of trading. Max already mentioned that trade, the player they added, but losing to Foley was a big one. They haven't really improved their team. It's going to be the same team as last year. And just like Max said, you better hope that Hubert and markstrom pick up their pace of play. Otherwise, uh, it's not going to look so good for them. And they're probably going to end probably bottom two if it happens like that. Oh, you mm-hmm. think a big drop off. Wow. It's it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a, a take. hot take right there.
1: <laughs> I guess with Arizona playing in the Central now, I guess it could happen.
3: Yeah. Um, I was a bit different from you guys, uh, so I wanted to take up the rear on this one. <laughs> I have the over. I have them in the playoffs. They missed the playoffs by two points last year, and 90% of their players were underperforming. If we look at their, their goaltending numbers... Um, Markstrom and Vodar both had a sub-900 <laughs> a sub-900 save percentage but a sub-3 goals against average so I mean that's just wacky luck all their defensemen same thing like eager after a career year in, in Florida comes over and he has a terrible year can he improve even a little bit Maybe one more win above replacement. That's potentially, yeah, that 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 shouldn't be too tough. Huberto, awful season. Can he play that bad again? Maybe, probably not. So, and there's a lot of young players coming up, um, but I just think the lack of performance last year and the lack of luck um, is going to shift this year. And who is the team that beat them by two two points? Winnipeg Jets. They lost... Blake Wheeler and Dubois. Two top six players and they replace them with Gabe Villardi, who is slowly getting there. Um, he, he could be a good addition for them, but we don't know yet. And Alex follow who again, if he whether he can he can live up to Dubois. So I don't know. I think there's potential there um i like that um we'll throw it back to mikey maybe he'll follow the rules this time (laughs) yeah Yeah. all right dude
0: (laughs) so my next one is a good one we all know him we all love him alexander ovechkin i have him at 45 goals over or under and he hit 42 last season. I think he's going to be in the same range, 40 to 42. So I'm going to go under. Uh, Max, any thoughts? Just kidding. Yeah, Max. What do you oh, yeah, Max. Oh, over or under you. for
2: him? Um, I think under. I think he's right around that range of early 40s. He's, you know, slowly dropping off. But And Washington themselves, I don't think we're going to be playoff bound this year. I don't think they did enough this summer. Uh, so I think it's going to be close But you never you never know with him The crazy Russian machine But I think early Early 40s So just under for me Sweet Brayden
1: um, Yeah I also took the under here But as Mikey would know I like to trash talk Ovi a little bit I don't think he's not a good goal scorer I do however Think he is currently very much so overrated because he is made for goal scoring and we're he's pushing retirement <clears throat> like the retirement home is just waiting for that phone call <laughs> so well, i don't yourself, think, <laughs> i don't i don't think that this might be a hot take genuinely i don't think it will even be close to mikey's line which was... What are we looking at? For, yeah. I'm My genuine guess for Ovi this year was going to be like mid-30s. I think he's just going to make a decline. I think he's still going to make that push. Like He's still probably the greatest goal scorer of all time. He's probably going to hit... If he keeps playing, he'll probably hit that milestone that he wants to hit. But if we're going year by year, I think he's going to make a big drop-off. So I don't think he's going to even touch 40... Mid-40s like we were looking at with a line. Hot take, but... Wow.
3: That's my take. That is a hot take.
0: All right. Last but certainly not least, Kyle, over or under?
3: Um, for this one, I'm saying under. I um, just to go back to what Braden was saying about Ovechkin being or a, a, being ready for retirement home. He had 75 points in 73 games last year. He's a point per game player. <laughs> but anyways i dig- I digress um yeah his his goals have been falling off a little bit the last few seasons um but all he needs is 40 goals the next two seasons and he breaks the record um which is exactly why he's still here and it's what what's keeping him motivated he's not gonna be uh setting people up like he used to he's not gonna be um spinning on his back and tucking the puck in the net like he used to but he'll be over in that in that circle in <laughs> the On the power play, and I think he's going to put away about 40, but not 44.5.
0: Sweet. And uh, I'll finish up my category here with a rookie. With a rookie. The number one pick of this draft, who has been the most talked about player since McDavid. So I have Connor Bedard at 57.5 points over or under. Um, for myself, I'm at a 5050 with this it's a standstill, but if I had to choose one, I'd lean towards more so under just because yes, he has a great release, great skating, great hands, he's a great playmaker. but does he have the size and does he have the teammates to help him on Chicago to reach that like he reaches full potential reaches you know he could have a career high, but again, I don't know who he's really going to rely on besides Taylor Hall. Um, so that's kind of the question is who his line mates are going to be and if they can help him achieve that. Um, so I'm going to go with under and I'll go to uh, – I'm going to save Braden for last year. So I'm going to go with Kyle.
3: Okay. Um, I mean, whenever – when I saw that inside my head, it just screamed over because everything you see about me is such an – exceptional player. The more I thought about it, the more I'm like, ooh, it might be close, but I'm still going with the over. Um, hell, I thought he would be in the, in the, like, a 30-goal kind of guy. Um, maybe not his first season, but I think this first season we're looking at, at 25 goals, and we're looking at about 35 assists. So, that's my guess. Over.
0: Alright.
2: Maxwell? So, I'm choosing the over as well, and I, I this is probably the quickest one I reacted to out of all of these because I think he's just going to be, with Chicago, he's their go-to guy, and he's just going to be a power play merchant, if anything. I think his plus-minus might be a bit rough by the <laughs> end of the season, but I think with just him being on the power play, he's just going to feast there. That's when he'll have the most time and space and he'll be able to release that shot and even set up other you know his other teammates um, speaking of teammates I can't believe you'd be dissing Nick Fleeno and Corey Perry Mikey come on sorry uh, so look for Corey Perry for, as a fantasy sleeper he's going to put 40 tapping in goals uh, set up by Bedard so Bedard's heading over
0: and last but not least can't wait for this one Braden
1: Well, I agreed with you, Mikey, with the under. Or, yeah, you took the under, right? Oh, you said 50-50. Well, I wish you would just agree with me, but fine. I don't think he will hit 57. I think it might be close. Because, like was mentioned before, like probably going to play on every power play he possibly can. I think that's where he's going to get most of his goals. But I just don't think... He's as developed... I don't think he's going to live up to the hype, genuinely. I say this to pretty Ooh. much everyone. Everyone's like, what are you, dumb? Ooh. Which, like, maybe I'm dumb. I don't think he's going to live up to the hype. I think people are, you know, not over... You know what I'm going to say? It. I think they're over-hyping him. I don't think he's big enough. He's got a bit of speed, so, you know, he might be okay in that retrospect or whatever. His shot is amazing. But we've only seen him play against people his age, which, like, you see every rookie play. Like, McDavid played against his rookies. He came to his rookie season, just dominated the league. But he, Bedard is not McDavid. He's just not. He's not in the same caliber as McDavid was when he was a rookie. Put up good rookie numbers, you know, played good in the juniors, the showcase, got a hat trick, and everyone's loving what he's doing. I just don't think he's going to level to the hype by any means. I don't think he's going to hit that 57-point line. I think he's going to get, like... 50 ish somewhere in the 50s for points. We're looking at like 30 goals, 25 ish assists maybe, maybe a little lower. He's going to be Chicago's goal scorer. I just don't think he's he's got the team to give him the assists. I don't think he's got the team to push him to high-scoring games to get him points. I just don't know if he's going to live up to that hype yet. He's got a bit of development. So I'm saying under.
0: All right. We and then uh I think Max we started with you next, so we'll get you to finish yours.
2: Alright. So I'll do my two this time. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> no worries, Max. Alright. So I got a little interesting one here, uh, with a very I would say up and coming team with the Buffalo Sabres, uh, with the like a stat line being ninety seven point five points. Um put to put that in perspective last year they finished with I believe it was 90 91 Great. points 91 yeah 91 and that was good for fourth in their division and Tampa was just ahead of them with 98 so I'm thinking a bit of improvement a bit of maturity with their younger players uh, I am actually gonna pick the over I think they're a really exciting team with a lot of younger players, like I just mentioned. Uh, And I think they're just going to tear it up. I mean, I think they're a very exciting team, and you can look for Tampa maybe to slightly regress. Who knows with them? Boston, we've already talked about. Um, So I'd like to hear your
3: guys' thoughts as
2: well. Hey, Kyle.
3: Yeah, for sure. Uh, One more season, one more year of development for the kids. Um, I... I have to go over. I think. I mean, there were some dominant players on this team. I mean, Jeff Skinner had another random career year, apparently. Um, Tage Thompson, um, he'll be shooting for for high numbers. Um, Alex Tuck is really rounded into form as like a top line winger as well. Um, their defense is pretty solid. They got a little bit better. They added some size and experience in Johnson and Connor Clifton as well. Um, hopefully their goaltending is nice and consistent this year. I think Devin Levi is going to have a great season, and I think we're going over. I think they're making the playoffs this year, um, barring any crazy happens throughout <laughs> the year, but that's my guess. Yeah.
2: Isn't it crazy how Skinner <laughs> went from like one of the worst contracts to now no one really just talks go.
3: about it? <laughs> like... Whoever's listening, just go look up Skinner and his seasons. Like, Jeff Skinner will have one great season and then he'll have one terrible season. One great season and one terrible season. Here, let me get this up here real quick. Just to make a point. So it's okay. a bad year, though. <laughs> Rookie year, 63 points. Um, second season, 44 points. Third season, 24 points. Next season, 54, then 31, 51, 63, 49, 63, down to 23, down to 14, up to 63, then up to 82 last year. It's like a roller coaster. This guy. Yeah. All he does is make money and show up inconsistently. <laughs> but if he's good one season, he's really good. If he's bad, that season's really bad. Craziness. <laughs> That's all I got. Perfect. All right, Mikey.
0: Uh, I went with the under on this one. I kind of want to see Buffalo do good because all of their young guys are fun to watch. Thompson's fun to watch. Tuck is pretty unreal like most of the seasons he's played. Um, I do want to see them do well. But if it's not this season, it'll be the next season where they reach it. So right now I'm going to go with under for now. My opinions again. When the predictions come out for standings, it might change.
2: All right, fair enough. That's a tough one. Anyways, uh, Brayden.
1: Uh, yeah, I also took the under on this one. It was really close for me though. Like if if I were to pull a Mikey cop out, I probably would have done fifty fifty on this <laughs> one.
3: But
1: I I did not. I.
3: I hey, think all
1: the rules. I, I think it's gonna be the exact I think they're gonna have the exact same situation that they had last year where they're just gonna have that like one point or like lose by a tiebreaker or something crazy like that. Like the <laughs> Bruins are kind, like obviously like you guys said we we talked about how the Bruins are regressing big time and same with Tampa. I don't think they're Tampa's going down enough to not make the playoffs. But like, you know, Toronto's gonna probably be in that top spot. And then, you know, Florida, I mean, they they got a lot of... They lost in the finals, but they still got a lot of confidence from that awesome playoff run. Hopefully they don't pull a Montreal and just make a Cinderella <laughs> run and then go for a first-round draft or first-overall draft pick. But I don't think that'll happen. But I don't know. I think that Atlantic division is just, just another toughie. Like, you know, maybe we're wrong about the Bruins and they're not going to regress as much. But, yeah, I think Buffalo's going to just not quite get to that point mark. That'll squeak them into the playoffs because we were i guess we're kind of talking about points like it was 97 and a half i just don't think they'll quite hit that mark because that would pretty much put them in like a division spot let alone a wild card and i don't think they're going to hit that
2: Hmm. yeah it's a tough one it really depends on the teams around them how they do and overall the eastern conference is a freaking bloodbath all right, so my last little over-under. It's a little fun one for you. If all of you... <laughs> yeah, Kyle already knows. Uh, if anyone you, anyone listening knows, we like to joke about uh, about do face-offs matter? Um, McKinnon, Nathan McKinnon, has been a running joke in our friend group for a while about how he sucks in the face-off circle. My, so my uh, question for you guys is about Nathan McKinnon and his... His face-off percentage being 45.5% this year. I am choosing the under, because he is statistically, that's basically his, st- his career average right there. Last year was about, where is it here, 44.4. I think he, again, does very similar numbers,
3: if not worse. Kyle, let's go to you on this one just go straight to me yes. um under because it doesn't matter because he's still gonna put up 100 <laughs> points this season so why would a 44, four point five percent faceoff clip matter at all yeah
2: no cory here to judge that
3: oh ju- Corey's judging
2: don't you oh, worry he better <laughs> all right mikey
0: uh under I don't see how you can prove on the face-off circle without literally working and training on your face-offs, which I don't think he's doing because he's too busy putting up 115 points. Um, so I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go with under. It's not a bad thing, but it's just like you said, a running joke, and we like to make fun of that. So yeah, under.
2: All right, and Braden,
1: I'm just gonna follow suit here and also say under. Uh, I think. It might be in McKinnon's best interest to take up a winger spot, but uh, <laughs> what? What? <laughs> no, nah, not actually, but <laughs> okay. <Go ahead. laughs> <laughs> no, I was, I was about I was to joking. go off, <laughs> but, uh, no, <laughs> no. I mean, he's a good, like, he's a good center. He just, like, Mikey was saying, like, if he's taken the off season to work on some face offs, he can improve it. But like, again, following Mikey's words, I think he's too busy working on his goal swing to worry about the the 50% face-off mark. I think he's perfectly fine where he's at. I don't think he needs to be training on face-offs. He's, he doesn't need to be Bergeron when he's already matching up with McDavid points. So I don't think he's going to hit that face-off mark.
2: Yeah, I like it. That was what I was going for. and All of you picked the under, so I like it. All right, Kyle, let's uh, hear the last two of yours.
3: Let's rip through these real quick. Yeah, um, we're already at an hour. Whoa. Um, First one's first. Um, Connor McDavid, 150 points last year, basically. Or exactly, I forget the exact number. Who knows? Um, But scoring was up last season like crazy. There was, what, 10 or 11 100-point scores. So my guess, scoring's going to drop a little bit. So Connor McDavid over-under, 139.5 points. I said over because... I think he's still by far the best player in the game, and I think he's still going to go absolutely crazy next season. <laughs> um, Mikey, what do we got for the over-under there?
0: Uh, over. They're going to be probably the top team in the Pacific, carried by Seidel and McDavid, so I don't see any reason why he doesn't just pop
3: off again. 150 points again you think
0: yeah let's run it let's run
3: it sweet yeah okay braden what do you think
1: i'm agreeing with the let's run it attitude mm-hmm. uh yeah i'm definitely big over you know i uh luckily for me i get to watch a lot of oilers games because of because of my uh, fiance loves the oilers so i get to witness all of mcdavid's magic mm-hmm. and I think he's honestly, he might even do better this year. He's just genuinely doing, he's doing nothing but improving every single year. Like I was really, I was talking to my friend Jaden, actually me and him were fully confident. He was hitting 70 goals this year and he didn't, (sighs) but I, I don't know. I think he can, I think he definitely has the ability to do so. And I don't know, maybe this is the year. I think he hits that point mark too. I think he's, I think he gets over 150. I think if that line was like 149, I'd still say over.
3: Wow. He's okay, gonna... I thought I was being—I thought I was being conservative with the 139. <laughs> I'm there, also, yeah.
1: you know, I'd, I, i i am not even an English fan. I'd buy a jersey. I just, I think McDavid is yeah. so entertaining to watch. So, okay. Okay. yeah, I definitely think he's going to dominate once again. Let's run it.
3: Okay, Max, you you're in the same boat. It looks like. Oh yeah, give me that
2: different stat line of one forty nine. I'm still saying over. I think. Really. I think just league scoring being so high, I don't see it changing that much at all. Damn. They're just still, like, such an offensively driven team. It's just, you know, again, they might be, like, looks on paper, looks like they might be the top team in the Pacific. So look for him to, again, feast. Let him cook.
3: Damn, let's go. Okay, my last one. Um, Ilya Sorokin had a great season last year, and he had 30, oh, should I lost it, 30, 31 wins or 33 wins or something like that. Um, I guess this isn't just like a prediction on whether you think Ilya Sorokin going to be a good goalie or it's more so if you think New York Islanders are going to be a good team too so Ilya Sorokin over under 29.5 wins I have under, I think the Islanders are falling off Braden what do you got?
1: Um, I actually took the over on this one, I think um <laughs> Kind of like what we were talking about with Demko. I think he's kind of starting to be that star goaltender that everyone's expecting him to be. Uh, And I think he has the confidence. Like, last year, it wasn't... I don't think it was a fluke. I think he's just genuinely going to turn into a really good goaltender that the Islanders can truly rely on. And if, you know, the Islanders players can pick up the slack a little bit. Like, they, I think they got lucky with the playoff run that they had. Or playoff spot, I guess. Like, Pittsburgh kind of choked it a little bit. Yeah. With uh, playing some bottom teams and still not making a playoff spot, but uh, I don't know. I think if the Islanders can kind of pick up their players in front of them, that Sorokin can easily make that mark. I think they're probably. I think the Islanders might make playoffs again, and Sorokin's probably going to be the biggest reason they do
3: that. So, do you think Sorokin's going to win thirty plus games in spite of the Islanders, or ah? Uh, I mean, that's
1: yeah. I think I think it's gonna like he's he's a really good goaltender. Like I think he has the skill to, I guess in words, carry them. But Mm -hmm. it is gonna rely a lot on the Islanders picking up their play. Like if 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 the Islanders just start having that mentality that Sorokin is like, oh, we got a good goaltender. Let's just rely on him. Then he's gonna start slacking. Kind of. It kind of reminded me of how. Just was in the playoffs, like the Rangers just relied on him to just be a god, and it just unfortunately didn't work that way. So I hope that the Islanders don't have that mentality, because that'll definitely ruin that chance for another playoff run for the Islanders. Because Sirokin has the skill to just I think he can if the Islanders pick it up, but For sure. Yeah.
3: Definitely. Maxwell, what do you got there? Um
2: a lot of points have been throwing out. Um I'm going with the under as well. They're a very like just mediocre team on right now, and I just don't like their chances in the East. I don't think they really improved. I think Horvat should have a better time than he did in his little short time with the Isles um, there. But I still just don't think Surogen's going to be able to carry them that much, and he'll play a lot like he did last year, and probably be up there for Vesna again, but I don't think the wins are going to be there.
3: There. And Mikey?
0: Uh, I went with under. Same with all the points you guys made. I just think they they haven't made any moves again, really, um, to help better their team. It's just going to be the same stagnant team that they had the last couple seasons, and with the division getting harder and the teams improving, I just don't see it. So I'm going to go under.
3: Perfect. And we'll pass it over to Brayden for his last two over-unders.
1: Okay. Uh, let me just get to them here, make sure I'm saying the right thing. Okay. Well, we did the Buffalo Sabres team, so we'll do one of the players. Actually, looking at my third one, that's actually hilarious what we're going to do. But anyways, <laughs> um, so my second one uh, would is going to be Tage Thompson. And I got the line at ninety-nine and a half points. So we're looking for a hundred point season and I think he's gonna do it. I think that Buffalo is not I guess I can't say improving to the point where like these guys are gonna go for a cup run. But I do think they're gonna be good enough, like Mikey was saying, like with the points like um Alex Tuck, like Darlene is turning into a nice two way defenseman. I think Tage is gonna be that front runner of their points and like they they have the potential to have really good power play. So I, I think Tage has the has the skill set to definitely make that hundred point mark. So I'm picking the over on this. What about you, Mikey?
0: Yeah, I went over. Uh, I really liked what Tage Thompson did last season and the fact that he's only gonna keep progressing, I think. I don't think he's gonna do worse. I'm gonna go over and I really hope he pushes for it because I do like his style of play
1: yeah i agree and uh, what about uh max I'll do max next
2: yeah i mean i have the under but i really i don't want to diss the guy like i think he'll have like a 90 mid 90 season if buffalo does really well and that you know goes with what i said before with buffalo being over 97.5 points uh i think he'll maybe be a little bit more well-rounded like a little bit better defensively i know last year he was just Insane offensively, maybe not the best defensively, but um, look for him to do well in the power play and maybe have another five-goal game.
1: Alrighty, and last but not least, Kyle?
3: Max stole all my points there. I might as <laughs> well. Um, I think that Cage is going to have a better season than he had this year. I don't think he's going to break 100 points, but I think he's going to be in that like 97 to 99 range. I think he's going to play a better overall game better defensive game um and just be an all-around leader for that team i think that's going to elevate everyone and i think they're going to make the playoffs because of that
1: good points all around Alrighty, so my last point which is like i said pretty funny that i picked jack eichel he (laughs) left buffalo (laughs) and then decided to pop off on vegas get himself a little cup and uh, yeah so i picked jack eichel for 34 and a half goals so just goals specifically and i think he's gonna do it once again i think he's kind of pulling the pulling the um you know he's switching teams and i think he's just found a lot of chemistry on vegas and i think he's found a lot of confidence i you know it's he had his <clears throat> he had a season his season best anyways was 36 and that was on buffalo and we all know how he felt on Buffalo. He didn't even really want to be there. Didn't like the atmosphere. And I mean, don't got to explain it. I think every hockey fan knows at Jack Eichel, how he felt about Buffalo. So now that he's on Vegas, he's really in his groove. Just won that cup. He's found his chemistry. I think he's just gonna, I think he's going to do super good this year. So I picked the over on the Jack Eichel. And uh, yeah, so I guess we'll move to Max.
2: Uh, I think with a healthy season with him, uh, I, i i think he can easily hit that over mark uh he's a great player we saw that what he can do in the playoffs and his best line mates were Marcizo and Barbashev, and they kept Barbashev around they re-signed him. so i think that line might be actually one of the could be a very sneaky better lines in hockey and eichel will be that driving force
1: all right uh, what are your thoughts kyle
3: I'm going under on this, and it's not because I dislike Jack Eichel, although he screwed me over in fantasy a few different times, so there's a little bit of beef there. But I think that his all-around game is great, and he took, like, 12 steps forward in his defensive game in Vegas. Um, Last year, he had a great season, 27 goals. He was on pace for 33 goals. I think he'll match that pace. I think he'll just miss that mark. But, again, he is the number one center that Buffalo traded for, or traded to to Vegas. And <laughs> there's a reason why they won the cup with him last year. So, Under. Alrighty.
1: Once again, last but not least, Michael?
0: Uh, I'm going over. A uh, healthy season, like a healthy full season of Jack Eichel. He's only going to bring wonders to Vegas. And coming off that stanley cup when the confidence is all there for him and his line mates and the chemistry is there as well too so i see nothing short of 40 and i hope he uh i hope he gets it because he's been a mcdavid afterthought for a long time so we'll see what he does this season Yeah.
3: good stuff thank you guys very much for uh bringing those to the to the session those were some really awesome over unders i'm glad that we did that yeah
2: that was great that was uh always easy to do and gives lots of discussion insight to the beginning of the season
3: no max uh, it's challenging and it, it was it was a really good okay uh, you, you <laughs> struggled for a lot of I these
2: struggled. i mean the amount of times i saw the changes of your answers
3: <laughs> okay that's true yeah even during this podcast <laughs> yeah yeah no i was flipping back and forth on some those were Ah, uh, but it's uh yeah you're right but yeah well i'm wrong anyways so it doesn't matter which way i go i'm gonna be wrong well then why stress over it because <laughs> i want to be right okay. desperately anyways take it away max
2: anyways we'll to finish off this episode, I got another little trivia segment for you all. Uh, it'll be another kind of rapid fire one for you all, just super simple. It has to do with uh, one of our major news segments, that being Mike Babcock being fired. We are going to go through uh, the. So each team's. Well, we're not going to go through each of them, but we're going to see uh, who you guys oh man i really butchered this who the top you guys are gonna name me the top three teams who have been through the most number of coaches since the year 2000 why you're gonna give me the top three most and top three least rapid fire whoever just says those you know
0: the can, team you, can you can you repeat what the truth is about real quick?
2: yeah <laughs> It's a it's a hard one to explain. I didn't prepare well. Uh, You're gonna try. You're gonna list who you you know. You're just gonna blurt out a team name who you think has been through the most head coaches since the year 2000. And if they're in the top three, you get a point. Mm, Six answers here: top three most and top three
3: least. And go. Um, I think that. Toronto's got to be on that list. Toronto is not. What? They are about Florida? middle
2: middle of the pack. Florida.
3: Florida, that's a good one.
2: bang on number one. Fifteen coaches <laughs> in <laughs> since two thousand.
3: Wow! Holy smokes!
2: Um, averaging about one and a half seasons per coach.
3: <laughs> damn, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, I think Nashville's got to be low on that list. Nashville is correct. Yeah, they've only been through four. Where are they on that on that list?
2: They uh, they're like they're third from the bottom. Okay. Uh, flyers. Flyers. Yes, they are tied Ooh. for third most.
3: How about Arizona?
2: Uh, tied for third most with twelve. I meant to say that uh, Arizona. No. What? I've only only been through six. Uh, <laughs> what about the Oilers? Ooh, that's a good one. The Oilers is close. They have eleven, so they'd be f- tied for fourth. Oh damn. Or tied for whatever it is. Um Saint Louis? Nope. Seven. Um she- you might uh, be thinking Islanders? too much on some of these. Islanders? Okay, very close. 11 as well.
3: No, Vancouver, no. Mm, no. Um,
0: Cal? No, it's not. No, no. Tampa Bay?
2: Islander. No, Tampa's only been through six. I'm assuming you're going for the.
3: Low. I'm going for low at yeah, this okay. point because you guys are nailing the highs. So I'm just trying to think. There's only, well... San Jose? No.
2: They have six.
1: I mean, I'm just going to go on a limb here and say Montreal. Because they've gone through
2: <laughs> a few, but... They have, I don't but think that they're might. at nine.
1: Yeah, I didn't think it was that
2: many. So if you did hear me correctly, I did say Flyers were tied for third. So clearly oh, there's okay. technically four. In that top okay. three So there's two more high ones, two more low ones Is Pittsburgh low? Pittsburgh is not They've mm. been through eight
3: Wow, okay Um You guys oh. are
2: probably thinking too much on the low ones Winnipeg? No Oh, Seattle There uh. you go, way to go oh. And Vegas There you go <laughs>
3: <laughs> Tally the points <laughs> There you go. That's an okay. easy two points. <laughs> and then. <laughs> duh.
2: Seattle one. Vegas three.
3: Vegas three is like too much. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then high. So okay. two more highs.
2: Wait. Wait, so the highs that we have so far are. Have, have been Florida and the Flyers. Yep.
3: Florida and Philly. Okay. Did and... we say the Kings yet?
2: You have not, but it's not correct. It's I mean, how, about, how about Anaheim Ducks? No, they have nine. Okay. You guys were so close on one, one of them. Rangers? No. They Rangers have nine as well. Which so is like crazy. Oh, uh... What do you mean so St. close? St. Louis? I think we might have already said that, but no. Oh, okay, yeah. Islanders? Mm-hmm.
1: That's I didn't know.
2: Islanders right. with 11. Washington. No.
3: Wait, does 10. Islanders not count at eleven? What's the what's the... The, the cutoff? You want twelve or more?
2: Oh, okay, okay. There's okay. one more team with twelve, and then there's one with thirteen.
3: Wow, why can't I? And then number oh, four one was
2: Florida with fifteen. Why are
3: teams just not coming to my head?
1: how so? How many years are we going back again? Since
3: two thousand. Oh,
2: since two thousand. Got you. Okay. So there, I'll say there's oh, one hello? in the West, one in the East. Who said a name? <laughs> Buffalo. No. Buffalo's a good
3: guess. Yeah,
1: seven. Yeah, that was a good guess. It's uh, a good one.
2: Minnesota. No. Actually, no, only six. Good, I you can guess you every NHL team. Yeah, <laughs> you got it. Okay, That's what one, I mean. Yeah. Okay, Oops. one in the Pacific, one in the Metro. Oh.
1: Pacific, Vancouver.
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> Okay,
1: I didn't think so. That's the <laughs> first thing I thought of when you said Pacific.
2: What did Calgary? Kyle say? It is Calgary with twelve. Really? Yes. Oh wow,
3: I didn't think they got to that many coaches. Yep.
2: What was the other compy? Uh,
3: Metro. metropolitan. Metro would
0: be Carolina.
2: No, Cap- <laughs> Cal-
1: I was thinking that too, but I was
2: like, no Capitals? way. Capitals. So
1: was the last not one not the
2: Capitals. The Devils. Mm-hmm. It is the Devils. Oh wow! They've okay, been to shout out. Let's thirteen. Go, baby. <laughs> yeah, you, you got one. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Wait, so who was the most?
2: The most was was Florida with fifteen. Oh right, yeah. Then yeah. it went New Jersey thirteen, then Calgary and Philly with twelve. Then there's a few at eleven, Damn. And a couple at ten. Pretty tough. The Canucks have. Canucks have seven. Averaging three seasons per coach hmm. Yeah so pretty interesting List Obviously Columbus almost Made this list after firing two Coaches in the last couple months
3: <laughs> uh, I mean if they continue this trend Then they will definitely make this Oh yeah game. they really hurt their average
2: <laughs> And that is it for the trivia Uh Way to go, Kyle! You got four of them, thanks to an easy two
3: <laughs> with Seattle and Vegas. I just had to stop thinking, and then it just it just worked.
1: I did a mandary count.
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was a gimme for you, Brayden.
1: I didn't, as soon as you're like, we're thinking too hard. I was like, yeah, yeah. I could You guys were really. As soon as you said so... Seattle and Vegas, I was like, oh yeah, that was a pretty good guess. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I was thinking so hard on the low ones but I was like man you are you need to think
3: a little <laughs> dude I'm I'm doing like Dan Biles mug <laughs> yeah. Sullivan trying to figure out who is in between there <laughs> man that was hard yeah for my brain to compute <laughs> so that
2: does it for this episode uh, quite a full one here for you guys uh, actually an hour and 25 minutes now Jeez. damn go off. Um, so yeah we should be back next week for you Um, as we get closer we'll definitely try and get the whole game back together to do some season predictions and if not we'll definitely touch on maybe some fantasy elements as we get closer to our own personal fantasy draft and for all of you out there who does it um, and yeah so that does it so we will see you next time bye bye